Welcome to the IC Connected or ICON podcast. This podcast will challenge conventional thinking about internal communications. It will force you to think differently, consider bold ideas, and step outside your comfort zone through real, unscripted insights from some of the best internal comms pros and subject matter experts in the world. But most importantly, this podcast will help you elevate your career, and together, we'll elevate the internal comms profession to the C-suite. Hey everyone, today I'm joined by Jessie Crestman Dickinson. She's the Director of Communication and Community Engagement at Briere, a multi-site academic healthcare organization in Canada that is maximizing quality of life and helping people stay and return home. Thanks for joining me today, Jessie. Thanks for having me. We have a really interesting topic today. We're going to talk about what happens when you turn internal communications off. So jumping into my first question, you work in the healthcare industry, which we know is an industry with a large percentage of deskless workers, and communication is absolutely critical. Lives literally depend on it. Would you say that there's a need for the healthcare industry as a whole to improve internal communications? I'd say both there's a need and there's such an opportunity. You know, given the size of the sector and the number of people that we're trying to communicate to on a daily basis within the healthcare field, who, as you pointed out, they're not they're not sitting at a computer. You, it's hard to get this group with a quick email. Um, so there's so much opportunity to think about how we could service these teams in a better way. You know, why are we still tolerating things like intranets? Why would we think that people who are doing a job away from a desk, very active, would be using this platform as the primary way to get their updates? And and so, you know, I mentioned just the size of the sector. So it is kind of shocking to me um, that given the number of organizations that could benefit from a a more comprehensive and more modern uh, internal communication solution, that there aren't more people knocking on our doors to say, hey, we've got a we've got an idea for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, but there must have been times where you've seen a greater emphasis or a need for internal communications. Can you share your experience with that? Yeah, there are absolutely times where it gets greater emphasis and greater attention. Uh, you know, crisis, that's definitely a time when people really see the value of it. They see the importance. We've just come through and are coming through a pandemic. And, and this has been um, I think a real, a, a real example to so many people throughout organizations of the importance of this. Uh, the flip side is that when internal communications is going well, it, it goes unnoticed. It's this silent thing that just happens. You know, you had the information you needed to do your job. So you take it for granted and you start taking it for granted. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, it also speaks to internal communications being more than the job of the communication department. Internal communication is the job of every single person within the organization. Uh, and they, the stronger they are at communicating, the, the better that everybody is doing within the organization and things just move smoothly. It's when things start to break down in communication that you start to see the problem and then you get noticed. You get a lot of feedback when it's going wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned that people take it for granted and I, I can totally understand um, why that is what it is. And, you know, you mentioned the pandemic how did the pandemic specifically impact you and your internal communications team at Briere? Yeah, I think we, when the pandemic hit, we were a very small team uh, and we were 
able to really show the value and the importance. And we grew our team from it from a core comms team of two people to seven people. Uh, and so Breer is a really um, large organization that includes specialized hospitals, long-term care homes, family health teams. So we were really able to show and and we had the support of our senior leadership team who really understood uh, the value in this. Um, we were also able to look at new tools, you know, coming through this, we're, we're looking at a new, uh, partnership to be able to get staff by text message and be able to target staff, certain groups of our staff by text message. Uh, but even before we get there, we're, we're able to reach out to our staff and say, hi, how do you want to be communicated to? What works for you? Is it phone? Is it email? Is it text? And then we can send messages out based on that preference. Yeah, I think as a whole, regardless of industry, people have their preferences for how they want to be communicated with. And, um, you know, it sounds like that is the path forward for internal comms is delivering the messages to the audience on the platforms and the tools that they want to use and that they're already using. You mentioned intranets earlier, like nobody's going to go to an intranet if they're in an emergency department treating patients, right? So um, things have to evolve. People on our team call that the, you know, the go fish communication, right? And and we do mm-hmm. still use intranets. It is something we use. It is something that's required but it's go fish. We tell people to go somewhere and fish for something, search a given term, and they get a whole bunch of information that results. And it's not necessarily what they're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And tools exist to help us be able to do all the things you mentioned, to be able to reach people where they want to be reached. And that just increases the chance of our message being seen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so diving more into the conversation around text messaging staff, if we think even beyond healthcare to other industries that also have largely deskless workforces, what do you see as the benefits of being able to reach staff via text message specifically? Again, I think the benefit is that we're reaching our teams in a way that we know they're used to communicating um, to a certain extent. Uh, you know, if we take the, the example of text messaging, our staff, our frontline, and just like you said, it's similar to other front lines that are, are doing a job where they're not in front of a desk and a computer all day. They're not used to maybe checking into these different platforms after their workday or on their way to work or on their lunch break or on their break or at some defined period in their workday. It's just not the way they're used to it. They're getting messages from managers. So when we're making these shifts to adapt these tools, we have to make sure we're also supporting the behavior change behind it. And we're building that into the workday and the work expectations. So, you know, if you've you've gotten your all information from your organization historically from your manager, and all of a sudden you've introduced this text tool, it's not going to be useful unless you've done the groundwork with your teams to inform them about this new tool, what types of information will be coming that way, and what is the expectation to actually review it. And so we need to build in the change management and behavior change supports when we're rolling out these tools. Absolutely. So, you know, you don't just one day start text messaging your staff, right? Because 
they might think it's spam. First of all, they're not used to it. Um, so if you're going to do it, I think what you're trying to say is you need to actually put some thought into developing a strategy to roll it out um, so that everybody's in the know about what is happening, why they're getting these texts. And, um, you know, maybe there's an option for them to say, no, I'd rather not get texts. Can you send this to me by another form or another channel um, and really help make it a smooth transition? And the more we can do to understand what those channels are, working with our teams, right, uh, to identify what their barriers might be. And because each each workforce, each team is different. Uh, so the more we have the ability to identify what the preferences are and provide the different, to provide the information through those different channels, the better we'll do. Are there any channels that you found particularly effective for reaching your deskless workforce? Yeah, I mean, word of mouth is still, you know, tried and true method. We use, you know, messages through managers at daily huddles and rely on directors to send messages to managers who send messages to the front line. Uh, I joke that we're still using the eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Uh, this is still a tried and true message. And I, when I st- first started working in healthcare, I couldn't believe that this was something that was still being used. But it functions and and it's and it's what a lot of teams are used to challenges with this are that they they tend to walk away um we had one campaign we did during the early days of our covid uh, response uh, where it was a masked person and someone went around drawing smiles on all of the masks and I loved it because it was it was just such a perfect example of you know, well, at least they read the poster, they're paying attention to the poster, and they've added this beautiful smile. So they're able to engage with it. Uh, so, you know, we, paper works. It's, you know, we have so many opportunities now with things like digital screens that we could explore that would give us more opportunity. But paper is a tried and true way. Uh, text messages, as we mentioned, looking to improve intranets. What's the future of the intranet? What are intranets that allow us to be able to tailor what people see based on their work needs? Um, and really, really also leveraging uh, notifications, right? And that that red dot effect, the need for people to, to clear and see their notifications. Awesome. Well, it sounds like an omni-channel approach to internal communications is well-suited to getting information to your deskless workforce. Have you looked at any platforms that deliver this functionality? And if so, what do you look for in these types of solutions? Yeah. So, you know, that's how I found Sparrow was in my, you know, in my dream search at the side of my desk for what is the the platform for our future. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're still looking with our team for what that is going to be for us. But, you know, we do know the things we're looking for and, we are prioritizing the user experience. We want it to be seamless. Everybody's jobs are hard enough. We don't want reading messages and, and communicating with the organization to be something that's challenging. So everyone needs to find it easy to use. It needs to be multi-channel. We need to be able to post in one place because we are small, right? Our communication teams are small. We need to be able to post in one place and get our content to multiple locations. Uh, we need to have it as part of an existing solution that the organization is already using. Again, this goes back to the user experience, but we don't want to create another place where people have to go where they aren't already playing. 
We need to be able to target. We can do this. Um, we need to target information so that only people who need to see it get it uh, and assign and be able to assign the action item, right, to, to indicate that it has been read. Uh, I, have, I have consumed this. I can confirm I have consumed this information. We need to be able to track who has review, reviewed and interacted with the content, or I guess we want to, um, and bilingualism. You know, we we can accept expect a lot more um, for a bilingual solution where you're able to receive information in the language you want it in. We shouldn't have to sift through multiple different languages that makes it challenging for the user to consume or toggle back and forth. We can do this. We know the technology exists to make that easy. And reach. We need to make sure we can reach everybody, no exceptions. Mm -hmm. And that includes people who may not have access to Microsoft Teams or SharePoint, right? Because I understand in the world of, you know, deskless workers, not everybody is necessarily um, on the Microsoft Teams, they might not have access to corporate channels. So um, for sure, being able to reach someone using um, a personal email address or a personal phone number or their social channels or their social logins, I think, you know, just that's so important if you're actually going to reach the entire workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned it with, um, with Teams. Everybody plugs in in different ways depending on their role and their team. And, and it is a relatively new, new tool for us within our organization. So there isn't one universal way of using it at this point in time. So at the end of the day, what really matters in internal communications is the outcomes. Um, what types of outcomes do you see from the internal communications that you're delivering to your workforce? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it goes, you know, I mentioned that, we want analytics. We want to know that our content's being reviewed and acted upon. And at the end of the day, it's so much more than the number of people who read or clicked on any piece of content. It's people having the information they need to do their jobs. So, you know, if we, it goes back to points I was making earlier uh about when internal communications is going well, nobody notices. Uh, and and I think that, that this is so true here. Like if we didn't have analytics, we would know our internal communication was working if people had the information they needed to do their jobs. If, the, if work culture and organizational culture was chugging along, moving well forward, we would, we would have an inkling that, oh, hey, wait, our internal comms are working. Uh, and so, you know, Beyond just having the information to do uh, what they need to do to do the daily tasks, it sets the tone and the culture within the organization. And you just you can't build this without uh, a, a solid internal comm structure. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So is there any way that you would be able to know that what you're delivering in terms of communications is not working? Yeah, I often joke with my team that we thrive on engagement and feedback, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. We want it all uh, because to me, when there's no feedback, it probably means no one has read it uh, or your community is unengaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So you're happy to get any feedback, <laughs> Feed all good feedback. So this leads me to my final big question. 
What do you think would happen if you turned internal communications off completely? This is just such a hilarious concept to me. Uh, but I do think there may be people who believe it's possible that they would probably fall into the camp of seeing internal communication as something that a communication team exclusively does rather than something that's part of everyone's job. Everyone plays a role in ensuring their teams and colleagues are informed. It's how we get things done. It's how we assure everyone's aligned on what we collectively need to do and why our strategy. It's how we get everybody behind it and on the same page. Leaders know and understand the value of a pitch that gets your team motivated. It's the root of internal comms, getting your teams the information they need to be inspired to do their jobs. It's something that everybody in the organization is responsible for. And it's a really important part of everyone's job. And instilling this culture where everyone understands this is equally as important as the platforms and the tools and the message themselves. It sounds to me like you absolutely cannot turn internal communications off because internal communications is sort of the root of the organization and communications are going to continue whether you have a formal internal communications team or not. Um, you know, you absolutely should have that team there to facilitate the communications uh, and, and empower the workforce to communicate with the organization, with each other, um, and really build that thriving culture and, you know, have everybody be inspired and, and informed and able to do their jobs to the best of their ability. I can only imagine that, especially in healthcare, if there were no internal communications, the consequences could be quite dire. Um, you know, if there's some kind of regulatory update that is very critical, if there is some kind of security breach or cyber attack, how would that get communicated um, accurately, effectively to the workforce um, on time without internal communications? So at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. I don't, I think it is a funny question and I don't think that you could turn it off, nor should you. Um, instead, you should just help facilitate, facilitate it across the organization. You mentioned the, the role of facilitation, and I think it's so important. The role of helping to craft the message, ensuring that all the relevant stakeholders are aware and able to input, because healthcare organizations are, are big, diverse bodies with many different peoples doing many different roles. So there's absolutely an essential role for the internal communication team to play. But to your point, if the internal communications got turned off, that team went away, the messages would continue to flow. They wouldn't necessarily be accurate. They wouldn't necessarily been coordinated, but you can't stop it. Yeah. And that's not something that we want to experience. No, no, no it's absolutely not. No. Especially when lives are on the line, um, you know, and people are there to receive care um, and require the providers need the right information in order to deliver that care. So absolutely critical. Um, and I don't think healthcare is the only place where that's absolutely critical either. No. And I think we, you know, we've seen this recently with going through uh, the pandemic, but also a recent time where we didn't have internet access. Uh, you know, how do you, how do we get messages to our teams in a world with no internet? Um, fortunately, you know, fortunately healthcare is great for this and that we are, we have several offline channels that we are currently using and we were able to activate them, but it is, um, it, it's, uh, having the infrastructure that we had in place was essential for responding to that, uh, and getting our teams the information they needed to do their jobs. And to, 
to your point, Julie, it's, they are saving lives. Like that is their job. So we have to help make sure that they have the information they need to do that. Yeah. It just speaks to how critical internal comms is, um, not just in healthcare, but, you know, in all industries. And, you know, we, we need to, rather than think about turning it off, we need to think about how do we invest more in internal communications and really help the profession um, get to the next level and, and get more of a voice and become more strategic across the organizations. Yeah. How do we turn it up and really help communicators be able to see the impact that they can have in the field? I did a round of interviews recently and I was explaining it was for our internal communication coordinator. And I had a teammate say to me, you know, before starting here, I thought that internal communications was where you went to end your communication career. And it, it was just, a, oh, it was a knife to, to my heart because it's, it's just, it's so essential for the health of the organization uh, that for a young communicator to feel that way, uh, you know, we clearly hadn't like they hadn't they hadn't been exposed to the potential impact that they could have. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jesse. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Where can our listeners go to connect with you after the show? Thank you, Julie. I really enjoyed it. I'm really happy to connect and I can be reached at LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Jesse Cressman Dickinson. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Icon Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Sparrow Connected. Head over to sparrowconnected.com to learn more about the internal comms platform that is elevating the internal comms profession. And be sure to follow We Lead Comms on LinkedIn. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast channels and tune in for the next episode.